Hello and welcome to Elise Coffee Talks, new season, the podcast about self-development, health and spirituality. I am Ophélie Cabanero, your host. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Shushu. Uh, I'm sorry for all the... I, I forgot twice or a couple of times now to to record twice. yeah because it's okay a couple times because it's couple talks <laughs> yeah I'm, i'm i i don't know if i'm tired or i don't know but forgive me please no it's forgiven okay, okay thank you <laughs> so welcome to the second episode of couple talks we're just gonna repeat everything again um we are on our honeymoon here in portugal We got married in April and the first couple talks was after our engagement. And now it took us two years to do the second one after a few months after the wedding. So yes. first a few things about the wedding, commitment and everything that came up. Why we took so long or it's not that long, two years to get married, I guess. But every time we wanted to do it i feel like one of us was not ready or stuff came up in the family and you yes. also shared before that um so when i was not recording that you you i can also say something like uh you don't have to repeat like the whole dialogue you know you can yeah you i will let you talk it's it's i will you will repeat this Um, see how we are arguing already. So you were saying, I would like to start with that, maybe that you thought that you had to do the wedding a certain way by inviting everybody. So maybe you want to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it was not just inviting. It was this whole, I will call it social contract that the wedding in the original sense, how it maybe was... Uh, few hundred years ago, I don't know until when exactly, but when people were still in certain classes or it was about land that one family gets from the other when the person gets married or, you know, the family name, whatever. And I feel these things are nowadays are not so important anymore or for me, not important at all. And so it was also finding a new reason to get married, right? And okay, you could say, yeah, it was this Corona thing that we heard stories about people that are not married and then one partner yeah. had to stay, for example, in Germany, the other one in Switzerland because mm. my family is in Germany and, and we live now in Switzerland. So maybe that was also a bit into that. But for me, it comes down to really committing in a sense of, and. I quote here my cousin who said uh, when you when you're together in a relationship it's like a rented flat and when you get married it's like when you build a house right and I would I like metaphors so I'd add another one for me it's more like it's also like planting a like a, getting married is like planting a seed for a tree instead of just having the flower of a relationship right that can all the time just faint or whatever you call it so it's really going next step and 
making or, or let's say preparing the ground for something to grow on the longer term, right? So you, it re, for me, it really feels like, wow, we have, we both have visions together and we give ourselves selves time to this process for this process to unfold. And that's for me that what's the most beautiful in, in, in the relationship that I always know this is the most, the most powerful, even when we fight about stupid things or sometimes one of us needs space and just wants to be alone. This thing comes always back or that we can always talk about things that fascinate each uh, us right or i feel like this like deep i can always tell you mm. yeah and it yeah. it's almost i think i feel like that's how we we, we met each other you know mm. like we didn't start with hey what are you doing you know are you mm. studying blah, blah blah but we started immediately with hey what fascinates you you know and all that and that carried through kind of i feel that that is pretty awesome we can talk forever and and yeah, there's always something to share and a new that's ideas. That's why we do the that's why we do this <laughs> podcast because there's always something to share. There's, we always maybe talk. there will things, maybe other things will follow. Who knows? Other podcasts. So, yeah, hopefully. Yes, thank you for sharing that. But what I wanted to share about was more. The fact that doing a wedding, like doing anything in life, right? Choosing a career path, whatever it is, it's always, you always think it should be a certain way, like, mm -hmm. the, like the mass does it. And so for the wedding, we were also a little bit like, ah, oh, yeah, but who shall we invite? Then I need to invite this person and this person. And then oh, we should have a caterer. Remember, like at the beginning, we were really mm -hmm. looking into... I was maybe looking into it more like what kind of food, what kind of dresses, whatever. And then I think by taking time, by taking those two years, we realized and COVID helped, to be honest, <laughs> by it helped doing it the way we wanted it to do. And mm -hmm. it was super simple and it was just the four of us, two witnesses and us. And it was so nice, no pressure. It was awesome. So yeah, and I feel, I feel this reflects also the process when you, when you just mentioned it with the COVID, right? And I feel also in other areas, it, for me, it feels like similar that I realized more and more, okay, what do I want rather mm. than what, you know, when you said earlier, what society expected this mm. to be. So the same for me is true for, for my job or other things I do now that I'm less and less worried about or concerned about what other people think or what's the, this uh, social contract or the family expectations. Um, but this is, was a but, process, huh? so we were yeah, it was like a, it, no, no, and, and I think this whole wedding and Corona thing definitely brought things up that in mm. the end helped it. So I mm. think we can talk about this mm -hmm. whole process also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we dive into what what COVID did for us or? Yeah, I mean, we can quickly just say with a wedding, I think we said in the last podcast that it was about commitment. So they also were 
for me also maybe some um, uh, subconscious I would rather say fears came up and then we did this a lot of POV and went through many topics like about jealousy or about for me it maybe was more about losing my freedom mm -hmm. and it's these two topics are still present but mm -hmm. I think we're finding better and better ways and so I feel like some deep topics that were in us were just coming more to the surface through this whole process maybe we'll talk about that later mm -hmm. yeah detail, it because it up. could be a whole conversation could be another podcast yeah, yeah about the freedom and how it's an illusion and uh, yeah so yeah and for me i shared it when i was not recording it was this realization thanks to the psychology of vision work thanks to our coach uh, who helped us see what was really going on every time we were fighting It, it helped me see that the relationship is a huge chance to work on myself because it brings up the, the shit, basically. The things I need to heal, the things I need to have a look at. So there was mm -hmm. no really any reason to run away anymore because I would find the exact same things uh, in the next relationship. So that for yeah. me was... That it's not about the other person being yeah. wrong or doing something bad, but it's about, hey, this person is triggering something in you that is there anyways, so you can either deal with it now or it will come up another time. So mm. and that's for both of us. We were like, okay, uh, we fooled around long enough. Now let's <laughs> let's just go for it. And let's also focus on, I think we, we, we maybe, we, or I can just talk for me that, I felt like, okay, this whole thing of what is my purpose or what is my vocation, that's, that's like the most present thing. And so for me, the relationship is something that it, feel, it felt good and right to, to have more stability in it, right? Rather than, I, I see, so I still see so many people that are, constantly on the hunt if you want right mm -hmm. and it's that is the whole content of the life then right because it takes so much time and so much effort mm -hmm. and I, i i'm so glad that this is kind of settled in a way that we we, we decide it's like it comes down to deciding right yeah, yeah. it comes down to deciding for each other and that transferred to me i noticed in my also in my um in german's berufung like my vocation that the, the big difference in the end is the de decision that you really decide and not just be like, ah, maybe, let's see. And mm. that's what I realized also. Yeah. So what you meant is now your biggest mm, point of focus is, is to build a career that you really want. Yes. And that's why having the relationship as a base, as a exactly. strong base is really helping in this process because you don't yeah, have to think about both yeah it's an anchor it's a light tower lighthouse however you call it it's a tree where you can always come back to and nourish yourself mm. and what gives you 
gives you stability, but also, yeah, support and inspiration. I think that's an another very important mm. thing. Like we said it, we, we always have every day, we have so many inspiring conversations, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I, that's good. I can see. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive into the, um, and I mean, if people want to know more or if you guys listening want to know about something specific let us know and we'll do another podcast we could talk forever about anything so maybe not anything but many topics yeah not anything so that was but still option. send it and maybe we, we can talk about it yeah so let's dive I, I something important to me because a lot of people have been struggling and of course me too but I think Corona for us was pretty cool and it's something we can well, I mean, now. for me, I would say if you, I would say um, it was very eye-opening mm -hmm. and even though it was crazy, right? So for me, and that maybe that's what you mean with cool, because on the one side, it was not good thing like many things were crazy and people losing jobs being alone and we were lucky that through that time we had a stable job and we had each other right so yeah. we could it's use it so i think that's why it was maybe cool for us or what do you mean with cool yeah you you had just moved to switzerland when it before the lockdown the first lockdown happened and that was because before you were living in the north of germany and that would have been crazy but the fact that you came yeah. and we started we really started i think with just before corona hit to build a life together You know, we were together before, but we were doing mostly long distance and um, it was not really building a life together, I found. I always found... When we were engaged, it was still like that, right? Yeah, yeah. it was still like that. And I always mm -hmm. felt like we had parallel lives because we were not living the same things yes, at all. Sure. And yeah, so that was really nice and I'm super grateful for that and... Yeah, we had each other and we, so we were meditating a lot during that time. I just had... Based on Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah, but also I, I came out of Vipassana also months Vipassana. before that. So I, I had a strong meditation Both, yeah. practice. You did it the, a year before, so you also had one already. And then we've discovered Dr. Joe and we did both. And so we just meditated a ton and life was so much easier <laughs> also yeah i mean we didn't that. have yeah sorry what did you want to say no no that yeah so also i think the the circumstance of corona and this kind of lockdown that also was in in switzerland not as strict and strong as in germany for example but still mm. it forced you a bit more going inward because you could not distract yourself mm -hmm. Uh, right and the outside so much you couldn't go to concerts or you couldn't go to the theater or whatever mm -hmm. you would do normally or see people 
uh, at the well, beginning. See, see people, exactly. We were not even, see, like, people, everybody was scared. And nobody knew what was happening. I honestly also didn't know, really. But, yeah, the, my I was not seeing so many of my friends who lived in Basel. And that allowed me to do all this meditation and uh, focus on my projects. Yeah. Because... I have a big circle of friends in, in Basel and and I tend to always, I love my friends, I love you guys if you're listening, but then it d distracts me in a way of not doing what I actually want to do, like a podcast or writing something. Especially when you start with something, right? Mm. Because then you, when you start, it's not stable and it can easily fade away again when you're distracted or you have other things like wow this could also be interesting and with this corona i was only doing this velo career i think at that time and meditating basically mm -hmm. and with all this meditation work and it was a lot about visualization also you know what do you want you know if, mm -hmm. if you can visualize your life as you want it what would you want mm -hmm. And so it was like, okay, what, what is it really, right? Mm -hmm. So it was obviously not being a velo courier forever. <laughs> and it was like, hey, come on. I've, I've, for me, it was like, hey, you have been doing these art things during your life, always doing projects and things, but I was always too scared to really go for it. Mm -hmm. And then I think you found something on Unimact, so for this Montessori kindergarten, And first I thought, yeah, it's just one of these side jobs, you know, but it turned out for me that this was a, it is a kind of day job and it's 25%, but it pays all the, the, um, the, bills. the daily, ex the bills, all the expenses. And so it, it really made me like, it woke me up even more like, Hey, too, now you have the time, you have the money. You have the resources. Now it's the time to to go for it, right? To mm -hmm. to kind of live your wildest dreams, if you want, right? Mm -hmm. Job wise, or I would call it vocation wise, like the calling, because it's more than a job, obviously, for me to 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 be an artist. And so one thing led to another, and a few months later, I also due to you. Um, a friend of yours um, who was already in this kind of collective with people in the atelier. Adrien, if you're listening, I know Adrian. you wanted to hear a second yeah. episode, so here it is for you. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. So, so it's, anyways, it's... you have a, a space for your dedicated to your art because at the beginning you started actually painting and drawing more and more, but in the living room and then Yeah, or more, more outside, like plein air. Outside, yeah. More like this aquarelle, I could do it without an atelier, so it didn't have that urge. But then there was a point where I really started to have visions and projects where I would need more inside space and bigger formats. And then it was obvious, I need an atelier, right? So how did that change um, with your work? How did that feel to switch from outside to having your own space with all your art, with all your stuff there? 
uh, what it did to to me in in a sense of how it changed me as an artist or mm -hmm. what for the the vocation i think it for me it was really another step it's a bit like outside was is like uh you can always be anywhere and it's very i don't know floating around for me it, it, like when i think back of it what was a lot of freedom but also no commitment in a way and now that i have the atelier i i committed to it and it feels that this is a big step towards being a professional artist because i have this physical commitment and um, um yeah the spatial commitment and it's like my room it's like a holy space it's a mm. i it's my energy right also in the beginning i was with somebody else in there and i noticed yeah or we both noticed it doesn't work because i need my own space you know i need to have my own realm where i can create my own world if you want right that's also because the world around us is crazy and so it, i think it also mm. helps me to stay sane <laughs> that's what i realized and it's a uh, way to retreat and also to expand in a way. So I keep on, I keep having ideas. And then I, since a few weeks, I'm working on a, on a model and yeah, like I will do an exhibition. What is also like an expansion of, of my drawings and paintings, right? It will be an installation and yeah, it's I'm very excited about it. Yeah. The, yeah, but it's a whole concept. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole concept behind it. It's not just putting the, the paintings on the wall, but special lighting and yeah. 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 So yeah, for me, it's really this creating a, a parallel world and it's my own world, right? It's not somebody else's that I'm just part of. Mm -hmm. Or I work for somebody else's idea. I work for my own vision. And that's mm -hmm. really the biggest um, difference. Yeah, we're both really much into working for ourselves. And it's also not necessarily easy, right? I felt like uh, a lot of you can also work on yourself a lot, just mm -hmm. like in the relationship when you start working for yourself, because I said this thing once, uh, working for yourself is working on yourself because I don't even know exactly why, but all these things are gonna come out. You're gonna decide everything, right? You're gonna, which is awesome, but also it's very challenging to do everything and decide of everything at the beginning, right? Yeah, it's like it's like walking your own path, right? Like when yeah. you go somewhere, nobody has been going and you just, you cannot follow anybody anymore. Like you cannot, you cannot, you just... can still, you can still ask for the advices from people, but certain, you always come to a point where you have to make your own decision and have to jump into this, you know, unknown waters yeah, or exactly. walk this unknown path and it's there's, always there's always a moment of scarcity or a moment of uh, resistance and yeah. other like old wounds come mm. up or old fears come up so it's always 
more than just this this little decision that's all what mm -hmm. what 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 comes up through it yeah. yeah and everything is always new and you cannot show mm. up passive right i had an office job for many years and i just knew what to do and you show up in the morning or in the afternoon or evening whatever and you you just sit there and you just go on autopilot and yes. that's it and which is which was not i didn't like it but it is the easier way right and when you work for yourself okay it's completely okay what do i need to do on my website and how can i improve my classes or my coaching or my art or whatever and more marketing more yeah, you can always improve everything. So and there's a there's a German saying. It's called when you're self self employed, so it's selbstständig. You are selbst und ständig. So that means you're on your own yourself. And ständig means you're all the time yeah, working, constantly. right? You're, it's yeah. constant. It's a constant process. It's like you when you sleep, you think about things. When yeah. you wake up, so it's it's not just a job but it's a lifestyle really right yeah. and so you have to really be sure that you that it's something you want to do all the time right or you yeah. you 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 cannot live without it right it's something that calls you rather than just something you decide to make for the money right it, it must yeah, be I much think, more than that yeah, for sure and so since we talked about covid i feel so we said we meditated more and then we chose to go so you chose art because before also if people didn't hear the first episode you were still at that school and you were very much into singing and mm -hmm. that could have been a career and acting as oh, well yeah. uh, acting as well so and it still actually it still was when Corona started this when I was at the Viloco yeah, yeah I almost participated in a in a project was was a crossover between acting and Dancing. musical mm. and also I had an engage I I could have spoken on a it's like um, it was like a book messe like a book messe somewhere and it was the opening thing with they said like a thousand people. So I was really into this speaking and mm -hmm. acting and singing thing, like performing arts, basically. Mm. And, so you, and then and then Corona came and all these things were canceled. Mm. And then I questioned, wait, is this performing art? Is that really what I want? Mm. Is what my heart desires? And is that what I or is it just a, a recent thing because I was doing the school and I think I realized, hey, what what is really in me is this visual art, right? I've been drawing forever since I was a kid, also in school. So this was really something since my childhood. And I, I feel almost like often the vocation or the things, what it, your heart is calling, you already did as a kid mm -hmm. somehow, like not in the exact same way, like you didn't do podcasts, but <laughs> still a part of it you always it was already there maybe i feel or i just also hear that from many people saying that yeah yeah it's oh they always ask you what did you like to do as a child and i wrote about it yeah. also but it's hard for me to 
to kind of answer this question because when I was a kid, I didn't do much, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I did a little bit of everything, like, of course, drawing and playing outside and reading and different things like that, but nothing in particular. I didn't like sports. I didn't like, yeah, I don't know. I was not doing, I was not into one single thing already <laughs> at that time. Yeah. And so it, it was... This was a really tough question to answer, but then I realized, well, actually, yeah, I was not doing much. And that's how I can connect the dots with now make tr helping people relax and mm -hmm. this slow living thing. I think I was definitely yeah, exactly. living that as a kid, uh, just <laughs> enjoying life, like eating and the sloth kid. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. yeah. So you yeah. your favorite think, animal was the sloth already? Like everybody no. had that dolphin or monkey or or no, tiger. I, I like no, I'm just things. kidding. We did, I feel I don't think I knew what a sloth was at the time. You were not really. Yeah. Uh, now it's super hipster and popular, but to be back in the days, it was uh, this creature from Central America. Um, I didn't hear about it. There was no internet. Anyway, so let's not get too much into detail. <laughs> but yeah, so you decided you felt this calling for visual arts, basically. And also one year yeah, but, of your yeah. first uh, training was in stonemasoning, however you And sculpturing, yeah. So that was for sure. And before that, even in 2017, I, I won this youth award for art like Jugendkunstpreis in also in sculpturing and maybe that was the first thing that was like hey till you can do that as a professional but that it took a while until I allowed myself to really go for it but there was still so many resistance and so many doubts and like mm. ah but cannot make money with it or mm. uh, you know, or the art schools I went to didn't convince me. And I had many excuses and mm -hmm. it took me a long time. And I think that's all, often the case with things. It's not like immediately or some people maybe it's so obvious. They just go for it. Mm -hmm. But I feel in many areas in my life, I was taking so many side roads, you know, side yeah, tracks. Yeah. But now Detours. I feel detour but it it now in retrospective i feel like these detours they are enriching what i do now and they're helping it and at some point it will all come together right mm -hmm. that's why i am more and more interested in this whole installation things because there i can integrate also like making little movies of it or integrating sound and at some point also probably integrating dance and acting you know like when I see artists who, who, who do these inter, um, connected, like, how do you say interdisciplinary? I don't know how, to, how if that's yeah. the English word, like Multi. having different di multidiscipline, uh, things. In the end, that's what I find fascinating because life is basically a multidiscipline thing, you know, multi task, not task thing in a way that you do everything at the same time, but it's like, it's every day, even like 
there's this task of, I don't know, making food, the task of cleaning, the task of finding uh, things like how you like to move or, you know, all these areas in your life, your health, your, your spiritual practice, you know, it's all like you have so many areas in your life. And so for me, art is also not exclusive. Like I'm a painter, so no, I can only paint, but to me is like the, the drawing and the painting is a basis, but my vision is to create a whole like world or a whole new thing that people makes people see the world in a different light. Right. Yeah, but so, also for people listening to that, and if someone is only painting is also totally fine. Huh? You, this, yeah, yeah, it's, the it's way just you a, see things and the way you because do I'm, things, yeah, yeah. you're multi hyphen, multi hyphenate person i read the book yeah and i think we both like like this right and yeah, and we struggled with it for a long time yeah <laughs> and still it still is accepted fully <laughs> because it's this whole thing of focus and you know you should focus on one thing otherwise you cannot reach depth and i think it's true you need to yeah. focus for a certain time yeah. on something like that now i do <clears throat> i do this coaching for art and it really is about okay so what is your um for example, your unique selling proposition, you know, mm. and what is what makes your art special and what do you want to communicate? To ask all these questions to really be like, okay, to look at it not just as something that randomly happens, but that there is something behind it, you know, also my biography plays into it. And so I can... Ex I can communicate that to people and I can also know better what to, uh, what I want to express. Mm -hmm. So for me, it is, um, it's finding, uh, like seeing this multi hyphenate or multi potential, whatever you call it, finding a strength in it and being aware that yes, you need to focus on one thing for a certain time to reach a certain depth, a certain yeah, depth, in, depth in it, yeah. expertise. But then there will be a point where you can include all the other things again, right? So you, it, and it, that it's always a process. It's always evolving. And um, yeah, this, the personality is just there and seeing it as a strength helps me a lot to yeah to not um judge yourself you say judge yourself for for being so difficult right <laughs> <laughs> or not being not being like yeah you should decide and you should do this thing and kind of i decided not to be an artist but that is such a rich world for me and that's why i love it because um Rather than a stonemason, what is really like specific, an artist can always expand. And I really like this um, option or this this approach to life because life for me is is somehow constantly evolving and expanding. So I want that to be reflected in my vocation. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Shushu. And do we want to share anything else about COVID? Do you want to share something about it? 
yeah maybe just for people struggling with it and actually i want to share that thing that um so we we were surfing the past few days and we're taking surfing lessons and i i was so scared i have i don't think i've ever been that scared the fear was always a little bit here but this year it's really intense and actually a guy who was with us in the surf said oh, one of I, the teachers no no i could share maybe ah, okay. about surfing but one of the okay. students he said oh can it be covid can it be the fear because of because of this whole covid year and i was like ah nah i'm i live in switzerland it was awesome and no it's not that but then i thought of it and i thought yeah maybe if the fear is in the collective or you know if if you it's going to get a bit more holistic but if you believe that you feel things of other people mm-hmm. and yeah then then this this vibration or this emotion whatever it is you're going to feel it too even though for us it was a pretty good time maybe i i i got affected by it as well and and it shows in the surfing and it's not mm-hmm. i don't want to blame it on covid that i'm scared of surfing <laughs> i don't want to do that but it was an interesting um that, that it was interesting that he mentioned that and at first mm-hmm. i was like no and i was like oh, okay maybe and so for people who find it difficult covid i just wanted to share me uh, I did too, and it's not that we're immune to anything, but maybe some tips or some realizations about it that we want to share with people. That you you talked about it before we started the podcast in the kitchen. About what specifically? That it's the time to go inwards. That ah, okay. Yeah, I feel like whether you, however you you see this whole COVID situations, like um, on a political or health way, but one thing for me I realized is that it it kind of forced me to go more inward and to be more more radical with hey, what's really important, right? Because crazy things like whatever it is nowadays, like whether it's COVID or climate change or, you know, it feels like the world is going a bit crazy for me. And so I'm like, Hey, if the world is going crazy also makes me realize you can, something bad can happen or you can die even. And that was there before, right? It's not just our time. Mm. It was always there, but these Mm. kind of things, they make it more obvious again. Mm-hmm. how quickly things can change and that mm-hmm. helped me also to be like okay if things change so quickly why not go for what i really love to do and what i always felt called to and i always was ex- finding excuses and sounds like okay you know what all these excuses pff, they're not gonna bring me anywhere so let's just go for it and i think it's also somehow made me accept that 
that failure is a part of this this process and i always used to play it very safe and now this these things on the outside made me realize hey there is no real safety right mm. like it's an illusion so just live and see what happens and if you kind of fail or things happen you will find a way how to deal with it and for me it's in surfing it's a bit like that i, I must say i didn't have so much fear it's not so much when these things don't scare me so much but it still was very intense to realize that i cannot control the wave you know it's a force of nature and if i don't act accordingly it will run me over right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's not in my control i can just learn how to to use it properly or to dance with this energy how to serve the wave and so, i think yeah maybe you can share this what the teacher said with the fear right about nature i found that very interesting yeah i will write a blog post about it as well but sure um so the teacher knew i was scared he saw it and the other coaches from the day before told him and he said if you are if you show waves nature your fear it will use it against you something like that or it will throw it back to you yeah and i was like oh fascinating yeah sure makes sense but um i couldn't really no that day it was fine it was actually really fun but yeah it was really interesting to to observe that fear also the past few days and how it changed how it evolved and and, and went away and then came back and yeah it was very interesting and and i also thought maybe it's a fear that it Eta. <laughs> uh, that has been here for that that is coming out of me more and in the surface triggering it and it's not necessarily just the ocean it's more in me or with covid or whatever and yeah it was interesting it was not fun and, but interesting and what i also find interesting that on the one side you love the ocean and you like mm. to be at it and to look at it and on the other side you fear it mm. and maybe that's a very old human thing and i think even in in spanish it's it's there's two words like la mar and el mar or something like one is for the pretty ocean when it's nice and sunny and you're on the beach and the other one is when there is a storm and it's very scary because the ocean has both sides to it right it can either give you joy but it can also destroy you and i feel that's true for most things in nature right they're always ambivalent and so are we as humans since we in the end we are creatures of nature i feel oh and since how i can tell for me i'm i yeah i, I can be so extreme to so much joy and, and bliss also you in a relationship and then on the other side being so angry or being so frustrated and being feeling so disconnected and so or doing dumb things and yeah like i feel like as as a human i'm always in between this 
on the one side, there's this whole spiritual world. And I feel like I'm a, an extension of this divine energy or this source energy, however you want to call it. But on the other side, I'm, I'm a creature of nature and, and I, <laughs> I have these deep dark sides in me or these, I do these dumb things or I'm very, yeah, I have this anger or whatever it is, right? Um, it's these two sides. I'm always in between and it, I feel as long as I live, it will be part of it. And also in my art, I feel like it's always just this ambivalence thing. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you. So time is now. Do what you want to do. There is no excuse, no time to waste. I think that's, yes. that's what COVID brought up. Yeah. And it's about starting, right? It's about mm. deciding to go for it. And then things will come. Like I feel when you decide for it, all of a sudden there's doors opening or opportunities coming that you could never have imagined before. And they only can come when you make the decision, I feel, right? Mm -hmm. It's like as if the decision gives um, this, whatever you call it, fate or universe or luck, you know, gives it, gives it the permission to, to show you things and, you know, open your mm -hmm. eyes and open opportunities. So it's very important to, to make a decision, I feel. Mm -hmm. And even if it's, if you feel it's the wrong decision, but it's not really wrong because you will learn so much on the way and, mm. or you will realize like, okay, there was just a dream and it's really not what I, what I imagined it to be. And then you can let it go. It's also good. Right. So you cannot lose really. I feel. You cannot lose, you cannot fail. Okay. Thank mm. you. I, uh, I don't want to make it too long. Can we stop now or? One, <laughs> one more important thing, but not like too long. No, I think uh, it's just about finding the courage to overcome the the resistance mm. somehow. That's and that's that's the the work to find this courage. Well, no. yeah. For me, that's the thing. Yeah. Thank you. And if you guys have questions. That let us know. Um, you can comment on the um, on the on the blog, and yeah, let us know if you have other questions or if you want us to talk about something specific, like struggles you have, and maybe we also have them, and we found something helpful for us, and we can share it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, or going deeper in something we just scratch the surface in on today yeah let's go enjoy the sunset soon yes bye thank you for the podcast Shushu. thank you Shushu. thank you for listening bye bye everybody